Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I looked at the uh, radar today at lunch, and I said, my goodness, it's going to be a slushy, rainy mess. If anybody wants to make an excuse not to come to church, this is a, a night they'll make not to come to church. And It looks like it might be raining tomorrow too, but I'm glad that he's still the God in the storms. Uh, he's still just as good to me as he is uh, when, the size, when the sky is clear and and when it's raining outside, he's still the same God. I'm so glad that he's my Savior tonight. If you have your Bibles, we'll be in the book of Psalms, chapter 119. And as you turn to that place, uh, the subject that we have uh, to speak on, to preach on, to teach on, it's going to be a little bit of all three tonight probably, is why do bad things happen to Christians? And... Uh, Boy, that's a tough one. Thank you, uh, church. Uh, that's, I, after looking it up and studying, that is the most difficult question to answer by the church. It is. It was probably one of the most difficult things I've had to study. But my goodness, at the blessings that God's poured out studying this. If you've got your Bible, Psalms 119, if you, if you don't uh, mind, if you would please stand to pay reverence for the reading of the God. Psalms 119, verse 65. If you would get to that verse. The Word of God says this. It says, Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here tonight. We thank you for an opportunity to stand with this church, Lord Father, as they try to revive their spirits, Lord Father, revive their church, this community. Lord, we pray, Lord Father, tonight that your will will be done in every heart and every life. Lord, I pray that you'll take the scripture, the study that we've done, Lord Father, on this subject, Lord, that you would lead us, you would guide us, you would continue to use us, Lord. I, I pray that we'd all have open hearts, Lord Father, we'd have open ears, and Lord Father, I pray that we would draw closer to you before it's everlasting too late. We thank you for the service that we've had so far. I thank you, Lord, for the ones that you've sent here tonight and Lord we, we, we don't know exactly why we are here Lord, but we know we're here for a reason and that's to hear your word or that's to hear your instruction and that's to worship you in spirit and in truth in Jesus name I ask amen uh, thank you can be seated tonight now we we have some thoughts that we want to run through uh, Psalms a uh, uh, 119 65 through 68 uh, as I was trying to prepare for this message uh, uh, this is something that was very hard to find a starting place. It was kinda, it's kind of hard to say where do we start uh, when we address bad times in the church now or bad times as a Christian. Uh, a lot of us uh, think of the story of Job and I, I really had to fight not using Job as an example. Uh, tonight I figured you had read Job <laughs> and we know Job and we know the affliction that he went through so we're going to try to stay away as best we can uh, from the book of Job. But uh, when I think of the question that's poised to us tonight, uh, why do bad things uh, happen to Christians? Now, I like the way that you versed and you have quoted that question. Now, now if you would have uh, versed it, uh, why do bad things happen to good people? Uh, I would have had a field day uh, by pointing out a uh, good people. Uh, it's not what you'll find anywhere because there is none good. But uh, the question being is why do bad things happen to Christians? 
Why do bad things happen to people that have accepted Jesus Christ? Why do bad things happen to people that love the Lord, that are, that are dedicated to the church, that give, that, that work, that serve? And that's really what the focus needs to be on tonight. And that's why it's focused that way. Is why do they happen to Christians? Now, when I think of suffering, church, now we really need to think about suffering. Now, suffering is something... Uh, that makes life difficult. I, I think of suffering. Uh, I, I know of a boy that I went to high school with, graduated high school with him. His poor little old boy has got, I believe he's got leukemia. He's got cancer. And I see that boy uh, suffering uh, on Facebook. I, I see uh, uh, the things that he's going through. Just the pictures of that young man being in the hospital uh, makes me want to cry just seeing them on my phone. Uh, and I pray for that little old boy. And I, I think of my little children if they they had to go through that, uh, the suffering that would happen in my heart. And we, we know so many problems uh, within our own community. We have cancers. Uh, we have heart disease. Uh, we have poor old grandmas with dementia. We have so many issues uh, and so many people ask, why? Why does that happen? Now, I want you to realize something. When I stand back and look at it a lot of times, I, I have tears come down my old face. Now, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm a crying preacher. I am. I, I get home and I start thinking about how good God's been to me. I get to crying. And some of you know this story. I know my wife and my, and my sister-in-law and her mother and my dad, they know this story. But my little old girl, when she was born, bless her little old heart, she had oxygen problems. And we couldn't figure out why she was having breathing difficulties. They couldn't find anything wrong with her. Uh, they couldn't find a virus. They couldn't, at the time, they couldn't find really anything wrong. Uh, but they put her under an oxygen tent for three days. And after three days, they finally, she got her oxygen up high enough that they sent her home. And for about a week or so, we were at home and her oxygen started to drop again. And we took her to the doctor and said, you've got to go to the hospital. That little old baby, our little old baby was put in the NICU for three weeks. You know, when she was in that NICU for three weeks, they never found nothing wrong with that baby. That made any sense. Or why she couldn't breathe. Why she couldn't breathe on her own. And I asked God, I said, why God? Why would you do this to me? Lord, why would you take my little girl and have her suffer? Lord, why would you take this little baby that's done nothing wrong and put her in this situation? We was there and the only thing they found was rhinovirus. <laughs> That's a common cold. That's what they found in a little baby that kept her where she couldn't breathe and keep her oxygen upright. We finally got that baby home. We kept her on an oxygen machine for a couple of months and praise the Lord. My little old baby's got sniffles. She's got a runny nose and she coughs, but praise the Lord, she breathes on her own now. There were some times there I didn't, I didn't know why God did that. I didn't know why God would make my little baby suffer. Why she would, why God was have my wife there at the ICU for three weeks straight almost. My wife stayed by that bedside taking care of that baby. If we think about suffering, I want you to know something. Bad things happen to people. They do. Bad things happen to Christians. Bad things happen to men of God. Bad things happen to everybody. So we need to look at a few places tonight on why it happens, and mainly focus on why it doesn't happen. I can preach for a long time on why it does, but we need to focus on some places on why it didn't happen. In the book of John, chapter 9, verse 1, 
I want to ask you to turn with every place because i got a bunch of scriptures. So you get ready to turn if you want to turn with me. But John chapter 9 verse 1 through verse 3, it says, And as Jesus passed by, He saw a man which was blind from his birth. And His disciples asked Him, saying, Master, who did sin? I want you to realize who they asked who did sin. It was His, his, it was his parents or was this man? Without he was born blind. And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. So we need to realize with this piece of Scripture that bad things do not just happen only because you've got sin in your life or only because your family is full of sin. So many times we hear Christians talk about, and this really infuriates me, we have Christians that make mention of, well, uh, you know, if California wasn't covered in homosexuals, uh, we wouldn't have wildfires burning the state down. Uh, we wouldn't have earthquakes burning the place down. Uh, if we didn't have uh, all these horrible things going on in the United States. Uh, we wouldn't see all these bad things happening to people. Uh, we're waiting for certain things to happen. Uh, uh, poor old people say stuff about California all the time like they got a target on their back. Uh, they try to proclaim there's something like Sodom and Gomorrah. Hey, in Sodom and Gomorrah, it said that their thoughts were evil continually. No, There was none righteous. Uh, they got down to five uh, and found five people that were righteous. Uh, I want you to know something today. Uh, California ain't nothing like that. There ain't no place in this world like Sodom and Gomorrah and they've destroyed that place. God does not come in and wreak havoc and destroy places anymore. That doesn't, that's not what God does. You won't find that anywhere in the New Testament. Now I know that God is a loving God and I know that we suffer, but bad things do not happen only because of your sin or only because of your mama and daddy's sin. Realize that today church. You'll find that in the Old Testament, but you will not find it in the New you will not find curses placed upon you because of what your mama did. It does not work that way anymore. Jesus told them, and this was a question, this is a question we find even in Jesus' time, why did this man suffer? Why did this man suffer? So many times we ask, why do we suffer? Why does that boy I graduated high school with, why does this little boy have to suffer? Why does my little girl, she had to suffer that time? Why do our friends and our relatives, our mothers, our daddies, our families, why do they suffer? Why do people within the church, the Christians, they suffer? Well, that's not always because of your sin. Romans 6 verse 23 says this, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm glad that the wages of sin is death, but Jesus Christ took that death for us. <laughs> I'm glad the wages of sin is death, hell, <laughs> and the grave, but I'm glad that Jesus has defeated all of those. It goes on to say this in Isaiah 53 verse 6, is, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord hath laid on himself the iniquity. The iniquity there in plain English is injustice. Things bad happening to you. All the bad things of this world, your sin has been laid on Jesus, has been put on a cross, and it was buried. It is gone. We don't have to think that God is punishing us because of sin. Understand that. If you think that something bad has happened to you because of sin, you're not always right. We're not always right, folks. Now, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10, 
It says, For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But He for our profit that we might be partakers of His holiness. I'll read that again. For a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but He for our profit that we might be partakers of His holiness. Now what is that trying to tell us about the bad things that these people were going through? It was to partake of His holiness. It was to make them better, church. They were chastened, they were corrected, and they went through some tough times so that they could get closer to God. Romans uh, chapter 5, verses 3 through 4, it says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Do y'all understand what that said there? It says that we glory in tribulation knowing that our hard times, the difficult times that we go through, gets us to a point where we have hope. Not just the experience. Yeah, we know people go through hard times. But it's the hope. It's the end problem equation. It's understanding that we trust in the Lord and there's only one place we can put hope. There's one person that is sovereign and that is God. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. And praise the Lord, He can do and say as He pleases and it's done. We have a sovereign God. And we go through those tribulations. We go through those hard times it says right here in the book of Romans so that we can realize the hope that we have. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've got great hope. <laughs> I do. I knew if something happened to that little old baby of mine in that hospital, if she could have never got well and she would have she died in that hospital, it would have broke my heart. It would have. But I know Scripture where David lost a little old boy, a little old child, and he says that I, I can't bring him back but the Bible says that David says this. He says, I can't bring him back, but I can go where he's at. That's hope, church. That's hope that we can have. The kind of hope that passes death. The kind of hope that passes all the horrible things that we can go. All the hope that can pass bad things that happen to you. We suffer for following Christ. John 15, 18 through 19, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. You will be persecuted for following Christ. If you don't think that bad things will happen to you just because you're a Christian, give it time. Things have happened to me that's been ugly and bad and people talk behind my back. It's okay. It's okay to be a pastor and get talked behind your back, brother. If it ain't happened, it will. It's okay to be a Christian and love the Lord. People are going to talk about you behind your back. If you praise the Lord and read your Bible at work, people, guess what? People are going to talk about you. People aren't going to like you. They're going to give you nice little nicknames that they won't say to your face. But I want you to know the world doesn't like you. If you want to know another reason that you'll suffer is because you follow Jesus. We also suffer from sin. Now, I just preached to you that we don't suffer from sin all the time. But we do suffer from sin, but it's not always our own sin. It says in Romans 8, 22 through 23, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. I'll stop right there. The, they, the people have been 
ailing, have been groaning, have travaileth since the very creation of time. Everybody is in agony because of the fall of man. Even the first fruits of the Spirit, which is the beginning church age, the first people of the church house, they're suffering too because of what happened before. And it follows up that piece of Scripture, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. So the whole world groans and travails, even the first fruits of the Spirit, even the Christian church, even the people that profess God, even the people that love the Lord, even the people that's having house church and praising His name, even Peter's preaching and saving 3,000 people with his first message. He's still going through hard times. It doesn't ever say that their lives were easy. And I'm not trying to get up here and try to preach to you that your problems are nothing. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Hard times go to everybody. We're waiting for the redemption of our body. <laughs> I'm excited one day to get a new body. Now this old body is overweight and I can't get around like I used to. And I imagine I'll have health problems later in life more than I do now, but one day it's going to be perfect. One of these days I'll have a perfect celestial spiritual body that's walking in streets of gold with Jesus Christ and He can tell me all the reasons I had to go through what I went through. He'll show me and declare to me. And that'll be quite peaceful. I know a lot of them things will be, it was because I could see glory in getting you through some of those things. Just so you could have something to rejoice about. So people suffer from sin, but it's not our own sin. God blesses good people, and God blesses bad people. That makes me sick sometimes. God blesses good people and He blesses bad people. And Matthew chapter 5, 45, is that you may be children of your Father which is in heaven, for He maketh His Son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. He sends rain to the good. He sends rain to the bad. He makes the sun rise on the good. He makes the sun rise on the bad. And the first thing that I think of when I read that scripture is that when Jesus came, He did not come for an elect. He did not come for a certain group of people. He died so that all could receive salvation. The, the Bible says that Abraham's seed would be a blessing to all nations. And a lot of people try to say, well, that's the Jews. Uh, that's the Israelites. They're the ones that's a blessing to a nation. I want you to know the seed of Abraham gave us Jesus Christ through that lineage. He was the one that was the blessing to everybody. Nobody else of Abraham's lineage was a blessing to me. <laughs> I ain't been blessed by the Jews. I've not been blessed by the Israelites. I've been blessed by Jesus Christ. If you want to realize the blessings that God poured out, He poured them out to the good, He poured them out to the bad. And sometimes it don't seem real fair. Sometimes we think that our situation is tough. Sometimes we think, and I'm not trying to lower your, your pain, lower your suffering. We, we, we all, I believe every hand can go up. That you've said you went through pain, you went through suffering. But Jesus was despised. Jesus was hated. Jesus was abandoned. Those are three hard things, and He got all, one, all three of them. It says here in Isaiah 53, 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from Him. 
He was despised and we esteemed Him not. I want you to know, church, if there's anybody that understands the pain that you're going through, it's Jesus. There is nobody else. So many people go to counselors, and I'm not knocking counselors. So many people take medications to try to get over it, and I'm not knocking medications. They've all got their place in society. But I do know this. There is somebody that can help you that has been through what you're going through. In fact, he's been further than what you're going through. I imagine Jesus going to the Garden of Gethsemane. Can you imagine this? You get up your, your few good friends and you go to the Garden of Gethsemane. You know that within three days you will be crucified and you will die. You will be laid in a tomb and you'll have to rise again to defeat death and hell. Now this man that brought these uh, a couple of friends with him over here to the Garden of Gethsemane, he tells his friends, he says, you, you stay right here for just a minute. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to pray. And what does he do? He goes over here and he starts to pray. And he prays for an hour. He comes back and what does he find? His friends, uh, uh, the people that was his closest disciples, uh, uh, some of the most powerful men of the ministry of Jesus, they're asleep. He wakes them up and he says, can you not wait just for a little while? And he goes back and he prays some more. And what happens when he starts to pray? It says that his, his sweat became as drops of blood. And a lot of people will try to twist that a little bit. I like to take it for just as it says that he started to sweat blood. There is a condition where you have so much stress in your life. So many hard things that you're going through. If they're all piled on you at one time, there's a condition where you can sweat blood. Okay? That's the thing that happened to Jesus. The Garden of Gethsemane was the hardest place in Jesus' ministry. He said, Zach, you died on the cross. I want you to know, at that point he asked God, he says, if this cup can pass from me, but if it be thy will. That was the turning point right there. If it be thy will, Lord, I'll go. If it can be any other way, Lord, I'll do it. But if it be thy will, I'll do it. Jesus can provide what we need if we ask. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's how good of a God that we have. That's how good Jesus is today. Well, you may be going through hard times. He has faced the hard times. He has faced harder than you'll ever face. And He's listening to you, and He'll help you if you just ask. I'm glad that God loves us that much. I'm glad that He loves us enough that when we face pain and suffering, difficult times, He's there to listen. And, John, and James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Diverse temptations is hard to understand. That sounds like you're going out and being tempted. Diverse temptations is difficulties. That's what He's talking about. Difficult times. Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into difficult times, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, and let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That's the kind of love that He gives us, enough that when we go through hard times, trust me, you're going to get patience, you're going to get joy, and you're going to get through this. Now, these things that I've said so far is if something bad happened to you, it's not always because of sin. 
If something bad happened to you, it's not because God wanted to correct you. That's not always true. If something bad happened to you, it's not so God could always get glory. It doesn't mean that all the time. If something bad happened to you, it's not always to make you better, but all those things are possible. Each one of those things, when you're going through hard times, could be why you're going through them. But it says this. It says, Did some, my brethren count it all joy. I'm glad that we can count it all joy when we go through those hard times. Some suffering is because of selfish people. Some suffering we go through is because of hateful people. Uh, some suffering that we go through uh, defies explanation. There are some things that I've seen people go through, I, I don't know why. I couldn't narrow it down to anything. We see people go through those hard times and we don't know why. God offers us Himself. God gives us the knowledge that He has endured also and is aware of our pain and aware of our needs. Did y'all know that? God knows what we need. He knows what we're going through. Jesus said to His disciples in John chapter 14, verse 27, It says, Peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Boy, you're going through hard times, church. Why do Christians suffer? You suffer, but I'm glad that we've got a Jesus that tells you He'll be with you. He'll bless you. We started with Psalms 119 tonight. There's one particular verse that we want to focus as we close tonight. And think about this. It says in, in Psalms 119.67, it says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I was afflicted, and I went astray. How many times do we go through hard times and we give up on God? Before I was afflicted, I went astray. How many times do we see people go through difficult times and leave the church? How many times do we see people suffer through heartache and, and turmoil and, and cancer and heart disease and death and, and divorce and, and families falling apart? How many times do we see that and they give up? Before I was afflicted, I went astray. I can tell you right now, church, I've been afflicted. I've went astray. I have fell short of what God was leading me and showing me in my life. He afflicted me. Bad things happened in my life. And I said, God, if you're going to do that, I quit. I can't follow you no more, Jesus. And all of us know those stories. But the last part of that verse is the best part. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. It ends this way. But now, I have kept that word. But now, I have kept that word. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, I'm staying with you, God. Before I faced hard times, Lord, and I gave up. But now, Lord, I trust in you. I'm glad that each one of these verses, a lot of them point right back to Him giving us patience. Giving, giving us joy. Giving us peace. I'm so, so glad that we can trust in Him. The next part of that says, Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. <laughs> oh, we know God's a good God. Not all perfect things come from Him. I'm glad that we can call upon Him a God that formed man from the dust of the earth, 
breathed into him the breath of life, created an entire world of people because he loved them. He lets us live because he loves us. You may be going through hard times, and I don't know everybody's problems. I don't know everybody's issues. But I do know this. Just keep holding on. I can't tell you. The question was, why do bad things happen to Christians? The answer was, I don't know. We can't find an answer. If you know an answer, come show it to me after church. I couldn't find one. It's one of the most difficult things that Christians deal with. Why do I have to go through heartache? Why do I have to go through difficulties? Why is there never enough money in the bank? Why is the sheets always short at night? Why, why does my wife or my spouse not love me anymore? Why, why am I losing my job at work? Why am I facing death like this? Why am I losing my mom or my dad? Why have I lost them and I feel alone? Before I was afflicted and I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. Let us pray tonight. Bow your heads and let's pray together. Lord, Lord, I want you to use this church tonight. Lord, I want you to use this people, Lord. Lord, I want you to show us, Lord Father. Lord, I don't understand what I'm going through. Lord, I, I don't understand why we go through difficult times. And Lord, you know the need of every heart and every life that's here. Lord, I don't understand them, but I want you to be glorified through it. Lord, I don't know why I have to face the things of this world, why I'm torn down, why I'm a wreck all the time, why I can't hardly pray to you without crying because of the difficulties that you placed in my life. But Lord, I want you to have glory from it. God, please try to remove this thing, Lord. Lord, try to take it away from my life. Lord, try to take this problem away. But Lord, if you don't, Lord, if it stays, I ask that thy will be done. Lord, I pray, not just for you to fix this problem, Lord, but I pray that you'll draw me closer to you. Lord, I'm glad that I can find peace and comfort and joy from you. Lord, I know that the difficult times that I face mount nothing to what you've endured. Lord, bless me. Lord, hold me. Lord, show me the path that I need to have tonight. Lord, give me peace and give me understanding. And Lord, just let thy will be done. Amen.